I have a great thought, a beautiful idea to give back to my community. Callie is actually going to talk me out of it. Uh, Callie got a cosmetic procedure done, and I'm not really sure how to respond to it. And Callie is afraid of the man that is in our attic that we absolutely know is there. We invited him in. We showed him where the attic was. Doesn't matter. Callie's still afraid of him. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to the Upside. Update Packet with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, September 15th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for sidewalks. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for the times when our dogs are really goofy. They bring so much laughter to our house unintentionally, and I love it. We did, uh, yesterday we did our, our, what was that segment called? I'm totally blanking out right now. Does it stand the test of time? Does it stand the test of time? And we had the cheese balls that Jeff was eating and Jeff gave one to Lily and Lily was like, ew. Like I don't, she like spit it out on the floor. She's like, what is this? I couldn't stop eating them. They were so good to me. And Callie's like, uh. Oh my gosh, it's so gross. I'm like, no, they're not. They're great. Lily, you have them with me. And I gave one to Lily and it it was, she was making the face of, of being a house guest, trying to be polite when you've been fed something that's not good. And you really don't like it. And I don't, yeah, it's, yeah. So that should tell you everything you need to know about cheese balls. She's like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to not eat this because if I don't eat it, then Sadie's going to eat it. And I don't want Sadie to get anything I don't have. But, ew. It is funny. The dogs do bring us so much joy. I mean, one of Jeff's favorite things to do, they love peanut butter. Jeff loves to give them peanut butter, not because it brings them joy, but because it brings him joy to watch them eat it. But then I got paranoid because some peanut butters have that chemical in them. But I guess now we have all natural peanut butter in the house. That wouldn't have the chemical. Did you hear about that? No, there's a chemical in peanut butter. That's not some peanut butters. That's not good for dogs. Oh, no, I did not know that. So, but, but now most of our peanut butters are natural. So I think that would be fine. And it's even funnier because dogs kind of like rate, if you don't have a dog or you've never owned a dog or, and or never given them peanut butter, they kind of like raise their teeth a little bit and stick their tongue out and like, you know, whatever. The funny thing about Sadie is she doesn't have teeth. She has teeth. She's just missing a couple. She's She's missing a a few. She's old girl. And the ones that are there are kind of scraggly. So all you see is this like scraggly mess of teeth going like, you know, licking peanut butter. It's really funny. I, this isn't something I feel like we normally talk about on the upside, but I'm going to bring it up because why not? We're the bosses. I got dermal fillers. I don't know how you want me to respond to that. Well, I was really nervous. So here's like, the I, it's, it, There's no, like, th- see, it's a weird thing because Callie came home and she's like, how does my face look? And then that's such a tough question to ask, answer, because if you say, oh my gosh, it looks so much better. Like, does that mean it's always looked bad? Or do you, or I also don't know when you get your little things done, which ones are supposed to be subtle enough that I can't notice. Yeah. Or is it a big enough procedure where I'm supposed to be like, you look like a totally different person. And that's the compliment. You have said to me before, you're like, please don't, you know, and you've mentioned like 
very specific plastic surgery things that you don't find attractive. So you're like, please don't do that. I, the one that I don't like that I just don't understand because to me, it's not at all attractive is the lip thing. You hate the lips. Other the than lips that, is do, the same. Do, do whatever makes you feel good. But the lips, I don't understand. Like I don't. Now, when we first started dating and even after we got engaged, I would ask Jeff permission to do pretty much anything. Do you remember that? No. And <laughs> I'm surprised well, I do. you don't remember that. I do. I call it the good old days. <laughs> um, but you said to me at one point, you're like, okay, you don't need my permission to do stuff. Like you just don't. Except the lips. I'd like a vote on the lips. If we, if I could vote on the lips, I would like that. Well, and I know that you don't like that. So I've like crossed that off the list of like anything that might, you know, ever happen. But I stopped asking permission to do things, you know, when we got married, unless it's a huge life altering thing. And I get Botox and I've never asked you how I feel about that. You've said a couple of times, you're like, I don't think you need it, but I don't look like I need it because I get it. Right. So, but it's not something that's ever been like a big topic of discussion between us, but filler. Were you, wasn't the guy you dated for a super long time before me, like, wasn't he oddly into your looks? He like into what you wore and what you could wear he around told me, people and how you could had to do your hair for different things. Yes. He was very, um, controlling. So he would, you know, dictate things that he wanted me to wear things that I couldn't wear, whatever. So I think that's why when I came out of that relationship, even when I got into the relationship with you, I was still kind of like, well, can I do this? Can I do this? Which is funny. Cause now I don't even recognize that person, but I was kind of nervous to bring up the filler thing to you because I, you know, I didn't know, okay, should I ask your permission? Because I don't normally ask you permission for things, but it is changing my look a little bit. And for me internally is well, changing my look a lot. Like the way that I feel about myself, it was a big deal to me. But doesn't everything you do change your look a little bit? Isn't that the key when women get stuff done to their face? Like if you go get a fancy peel, thing done right mm -hmm. like isn't the goal for it to make your face look a little more glowy or dewy or whatever the positive whatever the good word is yeah but since it's a, but, this but is but not so much that somebody's gonna go is your face wet well and i've gotten botox for the past eight years so the girl that does my botox knows exactly what i like and what i'm going for and all the stuff i've never done filler before it's the same thing that people put in their lips like it makes you a little bit more full and i don't know if it's like hormonal or if it's age or if it's like what it is but i have been feeling really bad about myself for the past year or so and i feel like my face is sagging and i just don't find joy at all looking in the mirror. Like it's hard for me to look at myself. And I hate that because I really truly feel like you should look in the mirror and be proud of what you look like and who you are. And, you know, it's been bothering me that I can't any glimpse that I get of myself. I, I hate it. And it also doesn't help that I'm surrounded by beautiful women at work on TV. You know what I mean? Like, right. They're who get to, who, stunning. Who, who have access to professional makeup and professional makeup artists daily. I mean, so totally. So I'll, st I'll catch myself in a camera frame behind one of them. Yeah. And literally next to them, I look horrible, but that's not really a fair comparison. And so I've been sitting on this for a while knowing, okay, is it just because you're comparing <laughs> yourself to people that are totally made up? Do have need, their hair done. Do we need to get somebody in here on the podcast so that between segments, like somebody runs up to you and hands you a brush so you can brush your hair real quick and then like, look at me and then 
dots you I can't decide and then runs away. I can't decide if I would love that or hate that because do you love it because you always feel like great or does that lead to bigger disappointment when you take the makeup off and you're like, ooh, you know? If you've never seen the taping of a of a show, like I've never been on a like morning news set like where, where Callie works, but I have been to things like The Tonight Show and, and Regis and Kelly and stuff. And there's like a pit crew yes. that runs in when they go to commercials that will descend on whoever the host is. And there's like somebody who's like literally moving almost individual hairs. And there's yes. somebody who's touching up. And it could only have been six minutes since the last commercial break. And the person didn't move. Well, let oh, me so tell they, you. They, they pull their shirt. Like they adjust their shirt so there's not one wrinkle. I'll tell you a little behind the scenes of what I get to do, which I absolutely love. But there will, even depending on the day and the humidity, because we live in the South, like my anchor's hair will change in a matter of like three minutes or something because a wave of humidity comes in or whatever it is. The air conditioner turns on and blows like three hairs out of the way. It's It happens. And I have been a person, I'm one of the pit crew, like not because I have to be, but, but because, you know, I want to make them look as good as they possibly can. So like we've gotten to a point now where there's a camera guy who is so on his game and it's awesome that he'll text me and say, Hey, like we need hairspray. And instead of like bothering the anchor to do it, I'll spray it in my hand and run my fingers through her hair. She doesn't even know that I'm doing it. She doesn't even notice. What's the, what's the philosophy behind that? Like if, if there's like a wrinkle on the shirt or a hair's out of place, then the viewer, some, cause I could see myself becoming fixated on that. Like if Jimmy Fallon's tie was crooked one day, like I, I could see myself blocking out everything that he's saying during his interview and being like, why is this tie so crooked? Was this tie so crooked be last during the last segment? I can't speak for anyone else, but I can't, for me, you know, my job description is, you know, make your talent the best. So if there's anything that's out of place or anything that I can quickly fix that they would have no idea, maybe they have deodorant on their shirt or something like yeah. that, then why not make them look outstanding. Um, cause they also don't need to focus on that. You know what I mean? Like they're doing really hard work and studying and prepping for all of these things. So, um, yeah, I'll come up and get makeup remover and like take off. You Any, know, anyways, that, that's why Callie got filler. Anyways, I stand <laughs> next to beautiful women all day. A little off on a sidetrack that are made up and stuff. No, that's not why I got filler, but I have been like noticing that I've been really disappointed in the way that I look and I've even been like ashamed, you know what I mean? And, and I don't want to feel that way. So I was like, maybe I should talk to, you know, Dr. Corelli's team about filler. So I went in there and I've been talking about this for a long time, talking to them about it was too scared to do it. And I was like, okay, here's what I don't like. I just feel like I'm tired. I feel like my face is sagging. I kind of feel like grumpy cat. Can we fix this? But I don't want to look like someone else. Right. I want to look like me. And they said, yes, I finally got up the guts to do it. And I have been walking on cloud nine. I feel so proud and so happy. And it's amazing. Well, like a little, like something, something will do. And anyways, I'm just, I'm not ashamed of it. I just felt like, I don't know, we should talk about it because it gets like, people think it's faux pas. And then like the interaction with you and I, was I supposed to ask you, was I not? I mean, do you notice a difference or you said you um, liked it, but 
I notice a different like I notice a difference because you said do you see a difference? But if you hadn't have said anything, I think I probably would have just assumed that you were either sleeping better or So you didn't know something. like what it is. Yeah, it's just a thing. But it's like it's like saying. but I think that's the difference between guys and 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 women. You know, like I think women can look at somebody, a person, a guy or a woman, and be like, they've had something done or their hair is shorter or they their hair is lighter. Like men are like, you look different. Right. And I could I think. Put, were like, you wearing, wearing like I've been I've been around women who have gone from like brunette to blonde. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh? You look. At, I don't know what the difference. You, huh? You just look really pretty today. And they're like, yeah. What is it? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you look pretty every day, but today you look di- I don't know, different, pretty. Anyways, and they're like, my hair's completely different. And I'm like, oh yeah, your hair's pretty. That's it. Yeah. I think that's just the way guys process things. I think I, I am, I'm considering something that I think you need to talk me out of Callie, but we got an email about volunteers. Oh my gosh. I am so glad that you brought this up because I read the email and thought it was like one of those emails of like, Hey, here are a few things coming up FYI. And it had a place for volunteering. And my first thought was, Oh my gosh, Jeff Dollar is going to volunteer at LA school. I thought, but I don't want to get myself into a situation where I let people down. Because that's what I do when I volunteer for stuff, I think. Well, no. Usually it's not with volunteer stuff. It's, well. It's just with stuff. Like, if I commit to stuff. So I just need to know, like, what this entails. And I can't call and ask them 100 questions. Like, like the one that I gravitated towards, because it makes most sense, is they're doing, a, a, a like, a Donuts with Dads. Well, that's the one you wouldn't do. I would not do that no, one. No, because you're going to be an attendee of that. So what? Yeah, so, but wouldn't I, like, be the one who, like you know, picked out whether or not we're going to have mimosas or Bloody Marys. Like, wouldn't that, <laughs> wouldn't I want to be that person? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say for a preschool, like that's probably not one of the d- decisions that you would make. Um, but who, I think who, you're, do, who decides that? <laughs> I think that your talents would be better served for like muffins for moms or that, something like that. But that seems weird. No, it doesn't. You're doing something nice for the moms at the school. Like you wouldn't want me volunteering at muffins for mom's day. Cause you would want me to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. But I, from what I read, like the volunteering is like coordinating with other people and stuff. So like I would sign up for it and then I guess somebody has to like pick up the muffins or pick up the donuts. Right. Like mm-hmm. you've got to get a DJ. You've got to get like the, the smoke machine, the <laughs> lights you got to get, you know, here's my suggestion to you. Because I would say that I don't believe that coordinating is necessarily your strong suit. It's not. But being a dad is your A game. Like you are the best dad ever. So I would suggest not chairing an event, but when the room mom calls you and says, would you be available to pour orange juice at Muffins for Moms? Yeah. You say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Because then all you have to do is show up and just do what they tell you to do. And that's what you're good at. You know, uh-huh. so wouldn't that be better if someone called you and was like, hey, for the fun run, can you show up at 8 a.m.? Yeah. And can you put these cones right here and okay, you'd be the best that. at I, that? I, right? I can do that. And like, Just don't chair anything. And like blow the whistle, like the, do the countdown and blow the whistle to start it or like hold the tape at the finish line. You can hold the tape. I can do all those things. You can do those things. Great. You absolutely can. So I would wait for those things and I would say the chairing 
of things. Don't do that. Don't do that unless you want to hire my best friend, Chrissy. What if it's to what, help you? What if I did? Chrissy's like the PTO president of like everything. I have ideas for like other things that they haven't thought of. <laughs> do I even want to ask what your ideas are? Like for the for the parents who are a little bit thicker, right? Like myself. Like what if there's a thing called muffin tops for muffin tops? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I you know I don't even. We just, because that's the best part of the muffin. Oh, it's the absolutely the best part of the muffin. And there doesn't have to be any shame. Like, you don't have to look at the person, because you know. Why even, like, bring it up? Because you know, at Donuts for Dads, there's going to be, like, some dad there who came right from the gym. You know, there's going to be me who's like, hey, how many of these do we get? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Am I allowed to take three? Uh, And there's going to be other dads who are like, are any of these keto-friendly Glutenish. You know what you should do? You should, we live like kind of close. You should run there. Run where? To Donuts for Dads. To the school? Yeah. What? I think the filler got into your brain. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. <laughs> Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? I mean, everything's okay now. The kid woke up. Have a joke for Ellie's Comedy Club? Have a comment on something we've talked about or an idea for the show? Call or text Callie and Jeff. 800-434-5454. Is the piece of plastic in your wallet doing enough for you? Because with the Secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can start building credit with everyday purchases and on-time payments. That's the magic of Credit Builder. You can increase your credit history with no annual fees or interest. Having a higher credit score can mean that you get better car loan rates or renting places to live easier. So continue your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com upside. That's Chime.com upside. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank in a pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. The world is full of inspiring people, people who've achieved unimaginable feats. Some have scaled the tallest mountains. Others have created music beloved by millions of people. Some have risen from the depths of poverty to riches that most of us could never imagine. Whose Amazing Life is a podcast from Wondery that celebrates these one in a million stories. Every episode walks you through the life's journey of a legend in their field. Now, this could be an athlete, an artist, an explorer, an actor, anyone who's made an impact on the world around us. But here's the catch. You're not going to know who the show is describing until the very end of the episode. So you have to play along. Now it's fun if you're doing it, listening with a group or a family road trip, something like that, because everybody gets to guess. 
from the creators of Little Stories Everywhere and Adventures of Cairo, Whose Amazing Life is a podcast for the whole family that allows you all to spend time walking in the shoes of legends. You will experience their challenges, their triumphs, everything they faced in their journeys before anyone knew their name. Listen to the clues and do your best to immerse yourself in the life of someone amazing. Follow Who's Amazing Life on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or on the Wondery app. The podcast is called Who's Amazing Life. We appreciate our Upside partners, and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the Upside, visit CallieandJeff.com. I know on yesterday's episode, we talked about false fall and how it's like not really fall, but we have the windows in the studio open. We just opened the windows and it is amazing. And it's dusk. So you're going to hear the sounds of night. You're going to hear the cars. We should just not talk. And it's like a relaxing way for people to fall asleep unless Lily starts barking at a chipmunk and then it's over. But 80% of our listens come from people in the morning. Like we're part of people's morning routines. And so when you're trying to wake up, the last thing you want to hear is the soothing sounds of night. You want to hear (laughs) the grating sounds of our voices because that helps you wake up. Well, I mean, good news. It is Thursday. So almost there. Almost there. So something very strange happened yesterday at the house that we need to address. The, the guy you think it's strange. I think everyone is going to have my back on this. The uh, the guy was back trying to fix our air conditioner or I guess technically our landlord's air conditioner and the units, the machine, I don't know, whatever it's called, the whatever, the air conditioner part that lives inside the house is up in the attic because the house we live in does not have a basement. So it's in the attic. So he's up there tinkering around with it. It's his third time back. So, I mean, he's fully focused. He's got his little flashlight on his head. He's talking to people on the phone, asking them how to you know, solve this, this mystery. Uh, and, and he is like in it, right? And Callie is in our master bedroom with the dogs, like keeping them company so they don't bark the entire time. And she mentioned, she's like, oh, I was going to try on these new clothes that I ordered, but I can't while there's somebody in the attic. And Jeff looks at me like I just spoke another language. And I'm going to pause you right there because anyone that is a true crime lover like me slash watches Dateline slash probably most women that listen to our show knows why I wouldn't be changing my clothes in our room when there's someone working in our attic. The only thing that I could think of until you explained it to me, and I still don't completely understand it, is what if he fell through the floor of the attic into the, like, and then through the ceiling and then ended up in our master bedroom while you're half, half naked? No. That was the only thing I could think of, but you're like, no, you just don't do it. You just, people in the attic can see things. I think they can't. I mean, they have the ability to see things. How? I don't know. But have you not ever heard of stalker stories where people, I read this in prep for three random things and didn't, then didn't pick it. I didn't even print it out because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like too scary for our show. But it was a news story that I saw where this guy kept feeling like 
you know, there was food missing or whatever. And there was like a woman that was hiding in his attic that would steal stuff from his house. And there are women that get stalked and there are people that live in attics that can see them. Right. I don't know well, how it works. I'm not an addict aficionado. I'm a crime junkie aficionado. But those are, si- those are situations where you don't know the person's in the attic. Like you knew if this. If Creepola can do it, who, who says the guy, the AC guy can't do it in five minutes? I don't he's know how work- long it takes to be creepy. He's working on the AC. Mm. I feel like I feel like people are going to understand my my hesitancy. Like I, I, would, I made I a point al- of I, going to the bathroom downstairs. You did. I did. I almost would find it if it like I bet there are people who just have like they can't even change clothes if they're strangers in the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like get dressed or take a shower or something. I bet there, like, I know there are people who have that like weird phobia thing. Would you, um, would you take a shower with a repair person in our house? Are you home? No. Then no. Okay, right. But that's weird. And I wouldn't take a shower if I was home alone and someone was like, oh, I just got to fix com- this thing really like. That's completely different. That's the example you just gave though. Like, I know there are people that won't take showers when there are people. Even if, if I know there are people that even if their significant others are in the house, there are people who like, if, if it's you and I, and I'm the fearful one, if you're downstairs with two of your friends having wine or having a play date with Ellie and her friends in the yard, right? Mm -hmm. And there's other people here. If I had that phobia, I wouldn't even be able to take a shower knowing that there's other people in the house. Okay, that's a it's, little different. That's a little what different. But what you're like, no, I'm not going to hop in the shower if there's somebody here fixing the garbage disposal. That's weird. <laughs> but if you're here and you're and you're downstairs with the person and I'm like, I got to go, so I'm going to go jump in the shower. That's not, There's nothing weird at all about that. I don't think I would shower. I think it would be different with a woman in the house. I don't think I would shower with another man in the house. Unless you were like sitting in our bedroom right outside the door. Like, I don't know why I can't explain it, but I just feel not okay about it. That's so, that's so odd. Quirky, but whatever. You'll you'll never know. Jeff Dollar, you'll never know. Well, apparently I will if I start listening to true crime podcasts twice, twice, you know, two, two episodes a week. Yeah. Or just, you know, put your head up from your phone while I'm watching Dayline every week. That'll do you some good. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing. First time fathers experience brain shrinkage. A new study has found that the first time fathers lose up to 2% of their brain volume after their first child is born. Scientists measured the brains of expectant fathers with MRI scans and the results showed shrinking in the areas of the brain responsible for social understanding and their visual system. So I don't know if anyone out there is going to use that as an excuse for your behavior, but do with it what you will. So, so what you're saying is dad brain is a thing now. Apparently dad brain is a thing. Cause don't, isn't it like scientifically proven that a woman's memory and like cognitive function is impaired immediately after it, they have a kid? I think so. Like, um, like, not, I'm not trying to make fun of it because I'm not trying to say like mom brain, but I'm saying like, isn't there, hasn't, haven't studies been done that show that stuff that you've known forever, you just forget like mom brain things just happen. Yeah. So dads yeah. too. Your second random thing involves 
arsenic, you know, the poison. Uh, in the 19th century, arsenic products were actually marketed as beauty part products. Mm. Like ar arsenic was actually marketed as a beauty product. There were um, items created like James P. Dr. James P. Campbell's safe arsenic complexion wafers. You eat them and supposedly they would get rid of blackheads, freckles, and other facial disfigurements. Okay, freckle is a facial disfigurement. The nineteenth century, they're also That's true. they're also eating arsenic. Um, That's true. Yeah. So uh, please don't eat arsenic. I feel like we should disclaim that on the show. Well, I just don't think it, it it just shows you what science does because also remember back back then there was real cocaine in Coca Cola. That is true. So. That is true. And your third random thing is imagine a beach in Jamaica. It's two thousand and eight. Someone removed. 500 truckloads of sand from the beach. Like undetected? Like stole 500? Stole. And the craziest part about all that, because 500 truckloads, that's either a lot of time or a lot of like hustle bustle. Like that's a lot of trucks or well, both. If you have 500 trucks, it's probably only about 15 minutes. Yeah. But still, it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> that, was a, that was a joke. I didn't get it. But. Like 500, if you have access to 500 trucks, you said it's a lot of time, unless you have 500 trucks, then it's just the amount of time it takes to load them all and they just drive off. It's a big ordeal. But I was reading this yesterday and the crazy part is it's been since 2008. They don't know who did it. Jamaica is an island, so it shouldn't, that shouldn't be a tough crime to solve. Well, or is it a tough crime to solve? Because how can you figure out which sand was stolen from which beach? And they were you saying- You just talked to the one person who has a new beach. <laughs> they said like that- Like if you didn't have a beach last year, if you didn't have a beach in 2008 <laughs> and you have a beach in 2009, that right there, I mean, I'm no detective, but that right there is your, th is your thief. I mean, incredible. They're like, there's the receivers of the stolen sand- there's the actual sand, the trucks, the organizers. I mean, people know about this. Like, it's not one person. And um, they believe it was related to the tourism sector. So somebody wanted a better beach, so they went and stole somebody else's sand, which I just find random. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about the upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing upside community can continue to grow. I don't even know if the microphones are going to pick up the fact that our windows are open. And if and if it's driving you crazy, don't worry. It's not going to be something we regularly do. But I feel like it's the first nice day, you know, of the mm -hmm. year when your teacher says, let's have class outside. Yeah. So we're having class outside today. Was that ever a thing? Yeah, and okay. it was the greatest day ever because it happened so few and far between right. that it was a really special thing. It's like the day they roll the video. It's even monitor. better than that because the video thing comes in once a month. Mm -hmm. But outside class happens maybe once or twice a year. At least for us, it did. So cool. Uh, so so if, if it's bothering you, don't worry, we're not going to do it a lot. But I do feel like there wasn't really a lot of traffic when we opened the windows and ever since we hit record it's it's been like everyone they, in our city has they, decided to drive by our house boom boom next one next one next one hey guys so i'm a few days behind and i'm catching up and you're talking about your awesome neighborhood you know there's 
a movie about that. It's called Deadford Wife. And maybe you're fresh meat. Just saying. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, it's Ari from North Carolina, and I'm late listening today uh, due to work. But I had to stop the podcast because the first thing I wanted to say is, if you don't know Abbott Elementary, shame on you. It is just like a dream. The other thing I wanted to highlight is uh, saying a woman named Cheryl Lee Ross. I will just say this. uh, If you want some inspiration and insight, look her up. She has some receipts. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, guys, it's Teresa. Definitely listening to the episode of the courtesy flush in the disposal. 100%. Like, hands down, I agree with Jeff. We don't, unfortunately, at our new house, we've been there for two years. We're on septic, so we do not have it. But I cannot, whether it's cheap Tupperware or fancy smanchy, it's literally going to get washed, but you have to do it on Wednesday. It's the day before trash day, and you better put it outside. Otherwise, my husband won't come for me, and then I'll have to buy more, and he'll get spicy. So that's not good. So, yes, courtesy flush all day long on the disposal. And hard-boiled eggs in the disposal? Nah. Maybe a lemon, but not hard-boiled eggs. Y'all have a great day. I'm thinking about your taste testing idea. I would love to have you all taste test some name brands versus the store brands and to see, because some might be better. I know, I believe that the Aldi's brand Rios is what I like to call them, taste way better than regular Oreos, um, especially the double stuff ones. But I would really like to kind of see. Great day. Bye. Just got to say, I don't think the standing to test the time bit is going over as well as it sounds. I hate the fact of wasting food. I believe earlier y'all had said, oh, we're throwing that away. It just seems like wasting food, not a good time right now. I really love you guys. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Eileen. I am with Jeff uh, listening to the episode today. I can't agree with you more on the cheese balls. Um, I could eat the whole canister of those things as well. Um, And it could be because of the planters that could be throwing you off a little bit and just assuming they're going to be great. But they are. They are great. Um, But you might also want to try the ones at Sam's. I shop at Sam's. I know y'all mention Costco all the time. Um, But they have a big, big uh, canister of cheese balls. And those are really good, too. I can't buy them because I would eat them and then probably get sick of them halfway through. But if the grandkids are coming up, I always have them at my house. I'm sure Costco sells them as well. But love cheese balls. Oh, my gosh. Take them on your next road trip. You got to fit them in. And I wanted to just mention, I don't want to be negative, but the show clothes that you're talking about for October, while I think it's a good speech, I just feel like a lot of your show clothes all say the same thing. Um, I know that probably sounds negative and I don't mean it to. So I would just beg you to bring back Jaden Broke. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. You have to fit that in this year. Anyway, that's all. Y'all have a great day. Bye. I would like to share with you just three cardinal rules of my ability and longevity. One, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. Two, 
Slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. And three, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. So keep climbing.